This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up? It is the CBC Wisdom Hour, number 48 for January 22nd, 2019. I'm Steve Wichel in New Orleans. Yo, fabulous T, Tony B, coming to you live from New Jersey. What's up? What's up? Two weeks in a row. Look at us. Episode 48, take one. Yes, take one. I got to make sure I don't touch anything, which um, I've already already reminded myself to not touch (laughs) anything. All right. Chunk is messaging me and things are happening on my computer that shouldn't be happening. Uh, All kinds of good stuff going on uh, over there. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Let's see if we're on Facebook. I think it will have shared. Well, Chunk, well, stop talking to me, Chunk. He keeps messaging me. He's going to be listening. Chunk, of course, is the Chunk in the house, as always. Yes. He's the web wizard. Good stuff. Web, web wizard. He's the one who's uh, designed the website and maintains it, uh, the technical stuff. and uh, All things web-related. Yes. Done editing. Okay, we are live on the... Oops. I didn't mean to do that. Right. Or that. <laughs> We're live on this Cover Band Central page. If you're not a part of the Cover Band Central page on Facebook, it is Coverbands or Facebook.com and, uh, slash slash Cover Band Central. And editing. Okay, we are live on the. Now I'm getting an echo. Oh wait, that's because that's that's what's happening. Well, we're actually on a delay. Did you know that? Time delay. Yeah, because I was just I had it up, the episode up, listening back, and it was in my headphones for a second, and it was uh, about 15, 20 seconds behind. So uh, I didn't even know that. It is, in case we cuss. Now, you're really low. You you went away. Uh Uh-oh. 
not good. Yeah, let me make sure. All right. Post Don't it to the group. Be fine. Yeah, it shouldn't be. Um, let me hear you. Technical difficulties, check one. Yeah. Keep talking there, Tony. All good. Keep talking there. Tell a joke. Talk it, Tony. You know, beautiful weather we're having here, Steve, up in New Jersey. Right. You're missing out on the single-digit <laughs> major ice box freezing cold temperatures. I saw that. Truly appreciative of what winter brings. Yeah, we had a day about a day and a half where it was in the 30s, high 30s, maybe low 40s. Yeah. Uh, and today it was in uh, very comfortable mid-60s. Mid to upper 60s. So. Oh, yeah. Not rubbing it in or anything. I'm just saying uh, I'm wearing shorts. Sixteen, yeah, which is up from nine yesterday and two on uh, Sunday. Did you get a lot of snow or ice or what happened with that? No, it wasn't bad. It was, um, you know, we could have potentially got like a foot of snow, but I guess the storm shifted and we got like um, I don't know three three inches maybe three to five, and it rained and it squished it down, and then uh, Sunday it tapered off, you know, in the morning. And then it was, like, in the upper 30s. So everything was, like, real wet and socky, you know, soppy and uh, slushy. So plowed everything, shoveled everything, and then cleaned everything off. And then by, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, temperature started dropping. By 4 o'clock, it was, like, freezing cold. And then overnight, it went down to zero. So then Monday morning, everything was frozen, like an iceberg. <clears throat> I don't miss that. Yeah, so not much accumulation snow-wise, but it, everything was a sheet of ice. And then uh, it's been gradually warming up. Right. Chonk said it was uh, minus 22 in Michigan where he lives in, uh, this morning. Wow, that's cold. That's cold. I haven't felt that kind of cold ever maybe or at least. Yeah, they said it was with the wind. It was it was negative 15 to 18 uh, on Monday. Right. I saw a lot of Northeast gigs getting canceled this weekend due to the weather. Or oh, yeah. Imp impending yeah. weather anyway. Um, so, uh, and then of course, Sunday, the saints got robbed. Oh, dude, dude. Did you see the game? Terrible. And my son was, I didn't watch it. I was busy, but my son filled me at the end and he just said, uh, should have been pass interference. Wasn't called and major, major, uh, major bummer. Yeah. We're sports talk radio now. CBC sports talk. Um, I should make <laughs> a sound effect for that. The CBC sports talk minute. That's right. <laughs> bong, bong, bong. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, it's, you know, living here in New Orleans, dude, it's, I've never experienced anything like it. And I'm sure there's other places like this in the country and in the world where s sports is really important. But down here, the Saints are just everything to everybody. No matter where you go, people are wearing Saints uh, paraphernalia or paraphernalia, clothes. <laughs> And, uh, you know, there's flags everywhere, you know, and this is year round, you know, no matter where you go, there's saints. Um, so the football in this town is like a religion, man. And that, you know, I watched the game. I'm a big football, football fan. I was rooting for the saints. And, I, you know, there's some issues about the play calling um, on that drive uh, that, that people have mentioned that I think were a factor. But that was just the blatant thing that was 
uh, yeah, I mean, the, the the dude just decked him before he could catch the ball, and that's not allowed in the game, right. in the sport. And there, you know, having it not called, it was just very disheartening for being a, a fan of the sport, you know, and just seeing something like that that was so obvious to to be allowed to happen. And uh, yeah, it's it's a big deal right now. I haven't been out in public really, except to the store since it happened. Like I haven't played. But I talked to Glenn today, my guitar player, and he, he's still, he's just still very upset about it. You know, it's it cuts deep for people here because it's like they grew up here and, the, you know, because sports is such a big deal here, it's all about their families and spending family time with watching sports and, and the, the Saints getting this close. It, th- there's a, a real palpable energy in the, in the, the city when when the saints are doing well and it's uh, it's great for the city too so yeah big deal <laughs> it was a big so deal. moving right along from the cbc sports minute sponsored by dicks dicks <laughs> sport of goods free 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 get your shit at dicks <laughs> That's a free plug for so what else is going on, amigo? Uh, I, I've had off. You know, I've been off since Thursday because of the uh, because of the game. Oh, they the, didn't let us play. Shut down. <laughs> yeah, the government shut down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't get. Um, yeah, there's no. I can't get through TSA because there's no TS, TSA agents. Yeah, base is stuck in customs. I got my my sister-in-law's brother lives in New Mexico, and he's. He just moved there last year to get this job, the killer job, that it, his first really killer job in, in life, and he was psyched about it, working for the TSA. <laughs> Perfect. So now he's, I, we were just talking in a text thing this morning, and now he's, he is uh, working without pay. Him and, uh, and, and everybody else he works with. So, Yeah. That's our CBC political minute. Political minute, yes. Lots of wisdom to be imparted tonight on, across the board of all kinds of genres. Yes. Politics to sports to um, to uh, music. Music, yes. Hey, have uh, you seen the movie Bohemian Rhapsody? I have not seen it yet. Is it still in the theater? I don't, um, I don't get out to the movies much. I think so. Um, I would like to see it. I haven't seen it. I don't. Very good. I won't spoil it for you. Very good movie. Yeah. I think we did talk about that, didn't we? Did, or when did you see it? Was it? No, I just saw it over the weekend. So oh, you did. No, we had not spoken about it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's what I heard on all accounts that it was very good. Um, basically, a Queen cover band in a movie. Yeah, really good um, cast of characters that really all look like exactly like the guys from Queen. You know, they all bore great resemblance to them. Even you know, especially Freddie, the, the Brian May guy. Uh, you know, Roger Taylor, they all look really authentic. It was cool. Do they have, in the movie, do they have live segments where they're actually playing live, where they're not playing to tape, or, or can you tell? Um, not sure. Don't know. Probably not. Probably but, not. I, but I guess Probably so, because there is some studio scenes where he's, like, playing the solo, and when they were writing, like, Bohemian Rhapsody, and he plays it different a couple of times, you know, before he gets the signature one that you hear on the record. Okay. And it authentically looked like the guy was playing, so I would say yes. That's cool, man. It's essentially a Queen tribute band in a movie. You know, wow. I, obviously Freddie, 
the, you know, the Freddy guy had to be an actor, a good actor. And I, I guess the rest of them had to be actors, too, obviously. Um, yeah, I heard he was the second Freddy. Really? Who was the yeah, first like the Freddy? first guy, um, I don't know, I read somewhere that the first guy was being very difficult, like demanding and kind of prima donna-ish, so they, they ictionate him. Hmm. So the guy who's in the movie is the replacement Freddy. He was good, though. Yeah, I, yeah, the scenes I saw looked really good. I just saw, dude, just before this, I, I watched this documentary on Netflix called uh, about uh, the Fire Festival. Do you know about that? No. It was this... Um, we used to have that as kids, and we used to burn like models of gasoline <laughs> and stuff. Is that what you're talking about? No. no, although they did have a big bonfire at this, sort of. Oh. Uh, but it's Fire, F-Y-R-E, um, that was uh, from a couple years ago. 2017 is when it was held. But it was uh, this event set up by this guy, uh, Billy McFarland, who a young guy, and just uh, he created this app for the the fire app, F Y R E fire app, where people could go and hire famous musicians, you know, directly. Just go in there and and you know you want uh, Snoop Dogg, whatever. And you go in and you see how much Snoop Dogg is for a certain event. And you go in and you make the payment and you got Snoop Dogg playing your event. Um, so he created this app. And his partner was Ja Rule, the rapper. And, um, you know, really excited about it. And then he wanted to promote it. So he, created, he came up with this idea to do a festival on, uh, in the Bahamas. And um, he, f he bought an island. Um, he, uh, he got investors like a lot of investors this guy was a smooth talker he could sell everything to everybody uh, i'm not going to give the whole thing away i guess but it was a, it turned out to be a, a just entire shit show where um they could not they had to move from the island where they were and they had to set up like he made this commercial and he hired all these top models victoria's secret models to do this commercial in the Bahamas to promote this thing. And there were going to be bands there, you know, there's going to be luxury accommodations and, and this, all this great food and all this booze flowing. Like, he made it look like paradise in this commercial. And it was nothing anywhere near that. It was, it was a disaster where they had to cancel it. Cause it was like was a bag of chips and a beer? They, had, they gave him cheese sandwiches, and they had, <laughs> these, they had these tents set up. It, it like, poured rain... It was pouring rain the night before. They had these tents, these flimsy tents set up with like air mattresses and, and cheap beds on the beach. And, the, and there was not enough room for, you know, everybody that was, you know, that bought tickets to this. And it poured rain. It, pour, it was pouring rain the night before. So when they got there, everything was soaking wet. Like the, the mattresses were all drenched. And, like, people got busted, and they got herded to this one area, and they didn't know what to do. Nobody was directing anything. Just an entire shit show, dude. It not, it, no bands ended up playing. Uh, the, the big band <laughs> that he... Did refund the money? The, no, no. Well, no. He, I mean, he was sued by a ton of people, and now he was, he was arrested because he, he did this, like, and people were... He, he really hurt a lot of people, um, People didn't get paid. You know, all these workers in the Bahamas setting up stuff did not get paid. Um, you know, all the people that spent the money on the festival were, were shit out of luck. Um, and it, Scam it, fest. It, it, was it was just, yeah, and a complete mess. Um, and it turned out, you know, he was just scamming people. He was just lying to everybody. Li but he was a great salesman. And he, uh, he got arrested and then got out on $300,000 
dollars bail. And while, while he was out on bail, he was living with his parents in his parents' basement in New Jersey and then started a whole new scam of trying to sell VIP tickets to these major events, um, meet and greets with Taylor Swift and all this stuff and doing it under a different company name, but doing it through email. And he got people to pay, you know, like $100,000 or something for, for one event and then got busted on that and now he's in prison. Because <laughs> there was no event again. Uh, yeah, completely made up. Just c and and um, so he's six years in federal prison. So, I mean, I just finished watching that before this call. And man alive, man, there's, there's people out there that you just, you really have to be careful with trusting people. You got to do your due diligence with people and, yeah. thi and things. Because, you know, I mean... There, people could have gotten seriously hurt or died at this thing, and nobody did, thankfully. Um, but the potential was certainly there. Um, there, you know, there was no lodging. There was no food. They got a cheese. Some. What happened was they got a cheese sandwich and this little tiny garden salad with like a couple pieces of lettuce and a little tomato or something. And some dude took a picture of it and put it on Instagram, and it went viral. And that's and that's when it all came crumbling down. And that was. And that's when they had to cancel the whole thing because this somebody took a picture, said this is, you know, and tag, tagged the uh, hashtag fire festival. And and there was no artist even booked for no the gig. There were uh, there were artists like Blink-182 was the big headline artist and they backed out before the event. Um, and there were other artists that were, you know, nominal fame, I guess. Not too many that I knew. Um, but there was no actual footage of any bands showing up in the documentary. So. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a crazy world, man, especially, like you said, in the music industry, in the entertainment industry. There's a lot of scams. There's a lot of, you know, people that don't do the right thing. I mean, there's that documentary on R. Kelly right now. Have you seen that at all? I haven't seen it, but obviously I know about him. Yeah, and all these allegations are coming out. And, you know, dozens of women are coming forward. And, and uh, you know, like Sony just dropped him from their, their music portfolio. A lot of, you know, uh, Spotify, like a lot of these companies now are, are either, you know, dropping him or banning him or, or they're not supporting him anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. You know, it's, it's crazy that, you know, if the allegations are true, that it went on for so long and nobody did anything about it. But and I thought he was, wasn't he busted for this stuff like a long time ago? And it, that's yeah, I mean, I didn't watch the thing. You know, I just took bits and pieces of it and read a little blurb on it. And it was basically that he, you know, a lot of payoffs. He, you know, brainwashed a lot of girls that said, "No, you know, I'm I'm here under my own will." And like underage, really underage girls, right? Parents looking for their daughters, and you know, people that are like, you know, he's he's accused of a lot of bad things. Right. Um, but it was underage girls, right? Yeah, who I guess are not underage anymore now. Right. I thought, yeah. I, I thought he was you doing know. that shit years ago. Anyway. Yeah, it's been ongoing, with, and that's what the people were saying. Like, it's been, he's been getting away with a lot of stuff for a long time, and now it's finally coming out where he's being, like, boycotted and blacklisted, and, you know, the repercussions of his actions. Like, you always say, what, what goes around comes around, you know? Yeah, man. Like, it's weird. This guy in the, in the documentary, this guy, Billy, was, was really um, keyed in on filming everything. And it's like he implicated himself by having a, a record of things being filmed. It's very weird. Like, this guy is completely delusional. 
Um, and I imagine somebody like uh, the other guy uh, having sex with kids is uh, delusional too. Yeah, fucked up, man. People in this world. Yeah, I guess they just think they're above the law, or they don't see that anything wrong with what they're doing, or they just don't have any remorse about you know scanning people. Yeah, you know, it's it's you know it's it's a part of our world. There's people that don't have a moral compass or a guidance of any you know no, no sort of um, right and wrong or you know or like we talk about a lot of things on this show you know that are all always in a positive light and inspirational and you know bring out the best and what you can do to be the best you can but there's also that you know the other side of the world where you know people aren't interested in that at all you know and they want to do the opposite intentionally you know yeah they'll pay the price though for that oh yeah i mean you pay the price for everything right both good and bad yeah um yeah crazy stuff but so yeah off for five nights i'm going back to work tomorrow wow that's that's a good stretch yeah, a little too long for my taste, but I've been keeping busy doing stuff. Um, I had I did I had lunch with Sean Thursday, and we went over some some strategies to try to uh, do a little better in in that room and, and get some more people in and keep them there. So I think we're headed in the right direction with that. Cool. Yes. Um, so not much on that front. Energy flows where attention goes, brother. Yes. Something good to I should put that on my wall. Remind myself of that all the time. Yeah. You know, whatever you pay attention to and, and you focus on, you know, making things better and, and putting attention towards things, that's where the energy goes to. Both good and bad, you know? Right. So I there was a topic I brought up this past week in the group and want to talk to you about it because you have the kind of counterpoint point of view and you and I agree on most everything and we've had this discussion a, a couple times before but don't necessarily agree but it's good to have this conversation so I can get a better understanding of it and for people listening too because this is an issue um, and what I'm talking about is um, social media like people have this debate over whether you're supposed to be the one as the band to promote yourself and get people to come see you versus having the club do it or both and i think you and i have talked about this before um but i put the question out there about having band members that aren't on facebook like how do you handle that and some people and, and I, i'm not like i'm not trying to put you under a gun because i know y you know you're not on facebook but in your, with your band you don't necessarily need to be i don't think because you play mostly private gigs which you don't need to promote um and I think any other communication, whatever, you, you guys have your system down, whatever you're doing. Um, but the response was from people was um, that it's frustrating. Um, and, and they say that there's even band members that are on Facebook that don't do any promoting of the, the shows or the bands. Um, in my opinion, if you're in a band that is, is out working and you're getting paid, you need to have everybody on board with that. Um, with, it's like to me, it's like not having a telephone, twenty years ago, um, or thirty years ago. Um, it's like you you need to be on Facebook, you need or Twitter. You need to be on social media and and promoting the, the stuff. It's free. It's never been like that in our history. So, I mean, how do you like? What do you guys do for promoting your stuff? Because I only see Weisenheimers. Um, posts, you know, very infrequently. 
Well, we're pay- we're playing infrequently, right? And we're, you right. Know, we're we're revamping this year to decide if we want to start playing more, you know, bars just to play, right? So it's not just few and far in between private gigs. Um, you know, it'd be nice to have a private gig every weekend or you know three times a month or two times a month, but it, it's the reality is it's not right. And I think it comes down to, you know, promotion wise. Like you, if we back up a step, and you were saying, like, so let's say everybody in the band is on Facebook, but not everybody in the band is promoting the band via Facebook, or there's not a Facebook page for the band, right? I mean, right. I, I think you need a Facebook page for the band, right? You know, just specifically for the band, right? And then, much like, you know, if the band is like a democracy, you know, which, which you know, our band pretty much is like someone brings light, someone does sound, someone promotes, someone books the gig, someone does the follow up, you know, someone, <coughs> excuse me, someone's in charge of the money, someone's, uh, you know, in charge of, of the rehearsal schedule, someone's in charge of, you know, collectively, you know, uh, compiling songs and then discussing them and then picking through them and figuring out and, you know, it works. And then sometimes it doesn't work, you know, because in a democracy, everyone gets, you know, an equal say or a portion of the say of, of what goes on. Whereas if it's, you know, if it's one person is clearly the band leader, it's their band and they're, they're going to take the lion's share of the money, then, you know, the responsibility falls on them. I would, I would say, you know, then they're, they're, they should be the one responsible, much like with Kiss, right? With Gene Simmons. He said, I'll pay you all you guys to just, all you got to do is show up to the gig and I'll pay you, you know, X amount of money and they all, you know, get paid equally except for him. And then he marketed, you know, the kiss action figures and the lunch boxes and the, and the, the, the temporary tattoos and the comic books, you know, and he made the hundreds of millions of dollars from it. You know, not those guys in the band, but he did everything. So, you know, it, it kind of goes into territory, right? He did all the promotion. He made a lot of the contact. Like you just got to show up and play and I'll pay you X. Right. And I'll do everything else. But if there's a windfall of money to be made, then that individual is going to take the windfall of the money, you know, right. much like sure. a promoter or sure. a booking agent. Right. Sure. But you're saying your band is not like that. You're a d- democracy. Yeah, our band, we all have tasks to do, you know, and we all take we divide and conquer and we all do different things and we all bring different pieces of the PA to the gig or we bring lights or, you know, it, it all depends on what, you know, we're doing. But typically we would. You know, like when Kel was in the band, he was in charge. He would put he put he put it out on Facebook. You know, Steve would put it out on Facebook. Um, we promote it that way. You know, the club promotes it too. Um, to, you know, on their website and to certain extents, you know, that way. But you know, as the times change, I you know I agree with you in the fact that if you're, you know, if you're an actively an active cover band and you want to play, you know, several times a week, several times a month, you know, if you want to play six, eight. 10 times a month, you need to be promoting on all that social media platform, right? Because that's the audience and then you're, you're staying in touch with, with the fans and you're keeping them abreast of what's going on and that's how you build the momentum, you know? And I think once you have the momentum, you can't take your foot off, off the gas like with anything. Even if you have a business, you know, you're still going to want to post it on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook and you're going to want to like and you're going to want to share and, you know, it's all about getting the word out, you know? Yeah, and, you know, I think if you if you have if you you're on top of it you have somebody who has a you have a social media strategy and you have somebody who who takes care of that then okay somebody else is in the band isn't on Facebook but they don't need to be you know because I I'm doing this stuff um, and 
the thing, the issue I'm having here, and a lot of people are having, and a lot of people are having, and they don't know it, is they don't have a social media strategy. And in this day and age, th you have to. You, there's n and there's no excuse not to. And it's so easy to do, and the the return is worth way more than the investment in time. Because you don't really have to invest any money, just time and a strategy. You know, you have to have a plan and know what that is, know what the things are to do and execute. And once you have the system down, it is a piece of cake, man. It takes, you know, five minutes or 10 minutes a day to, to do, or, or you can do, you could schedule things in advance. And I talk, I've talked about this in articles and I talk about it in the book too, Cover Band Riches, which is available on the website, coverbandcentral.com. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, so, cause I find it frustrating for me in my band that everybody's not on Facebook and especially the band leader is not on Facebook. Um, and I think if you're a band leader, you really need to be on Facebook and, and having a social media strategy, uh, see overseeing it at least, or appointing somebody to it and monitoring it. Um, so that, that's kind of why I asked that question to everybody because like, how do you all deal with it? Because <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. I've tried to talk him into it, you know, and he's not just not having it. Just like you. Like, you're like, no, nope, I'm not doing it. <laughs> well, no, I just think that there's also, like, if one guy's really savvy and, like, listen, you know, not everybody can book the band, right? Some people just have a better personality, a better demeanor, um, you know, like I said, have more of a, 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 an ability to sell the band and, have a rapport with people and they like you and they want to book your band. You know, not everybody is capable of booking the band, right? Just like not everyone is capable of promoting the band efficiently. If you're not really technically savvy and you're not on Instagram, like you said, once you learn how to do it and you, you you've done it a, a bunch of times and you get familiar with how it works, it becomes a lot easier. It's, easy, it's also yeah. the same thing as like a musical director for the band, you know, someone who organizes the songs or puts together the medallies or, organizes the songs for rehearsal like everyone has a certain strength right that the other doesn't have right so i think you have to capitalize on the strengths within the band but if it's truly a band you know everybody collaborates and works together and it's not just one person's responsibility to do everything and if it is then like you said then there should be some sort of compensation you know if you know members of the band are working really hard and doing things and constantly you know promoting the band and, and working on stuff and organizing and and strategizing and other members are not doing anything except just showing up to the gig and learning the songs you know it's a different level of commitment you know yep um <coughs> yeah it's it's um so i don't know if it answers your question but i mean i wouldn't necessarily get angry if so, a member of your band is not on facebook but there has to be a collective it's not anger. You know, a, you agreement know? amongst the band, though, right? Of who's doing what and who's responsible to do what. Yeah, and that needs to be uh, known. And that it's not um, in this situation. It's not, uh, there's no assignments. There's no, it's, it, there's, there's nothing. So, it, other than we show up and play. Um, so, you, you know, know. It comes back to the complacency to some extent, too, right? Of, of familiarity and being comfortable, like, you know, when you're young and you're passionate and you're in a band and you're starting and you're, you know, you're gung-ho and everybody's on board and it's like you're, this is what you want to do and everyone's on the same page, you know, you're bringing tons of gear to the gigs, you're bringing PA, you're bringing lights, you know what I mean, you're making it into a show and then, you know, I think as time goes on, it becomes more of like, 
you know, let me, let me try to, and this is an argument I have all the time, let me try to bring the least amount of stuff I can bring to a gig, you know, and like, you know, it, it doesn't bode well, right? Like if you go see a band that has lights and a full PA and they're committed and, you know, they have even silly stuff, a smoke machine, you know, some sort of lights, they're polished, they rehearse, they have a, a, a set list, game plan, strategy, good stage banter, rapport, they're, they're passionate about it. You know, it shows much, you know, greater than bringing, you know, a couple of mains with no, with no sub and, you know, one light and, um, you know, playing the same set every, every night. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's a different level of energy and different level of passion, you know, and it's hard to get everybody on the same page sometimes like that, you know, and if one person's driving it with the, with the passion, you know, you have to try to infuse that energy and, and passion into, you know, the rest of, the, of your, you know, members of your team. Yeah, and there are bands around here that do that. You know, they bring out the lights, they they have the flat, uh, flashy clothes, and they do a show. And there's there's a lot of them around here, um, and they're the ones that play the most and get the most money. Right, absolutely. It shows the effort that's put into it. You know, you you know, as as a fan of music or a member of the band, you know, if you go see a show, whether it be you know in an arena or in a bar, you know, there's going to be a big difference between a band that's doing it as a hobby that just shows up with minimal equipment or a band that's really, you know, committed to what they're doing and, and they sound good and they look good and then they're putting on a show, you know, and, and it, it makes a big difference. Indeed, it does. You know, I mean, it's the classic old thing of like, let's not bring a subwoofer and let's not mic the drums. It'll be fine. We'll just mic the kick, you know, and just bring a couple of mains and, and it's it's bogus, man, you know. Then you go see a band where they do mic the drums and they bring a sub, and the, the sound is night and day. You know, one sounds like an AM radio, and one sounds nice and fat and full, and, you know, that's the people who are there, they, you know, they want the band to sound good. You don't want to go and say, man, the band was really good, but the sound was terrible. You know, I yeah. think that happens a lot. Sure. You know, the band's talented, they're good, but they don't mic the drums, and, and there's no fullness, and there's no bottom, and it's just kind of tinny, and it's there, and... You know, you're not miking any of the amps, and you're just playing through the, the cabinets, and it's it's a big difference from then when you go and see a, a production. And that was part of the reason why, like, when we started doing the private gigs, because they paid more money, we could hire a professional sound guy, you know, mm-hmm. who would bring, you know, uh, a 10000 or $15,000 sound system with them and, and, and run it, you know? Yeah. And it makes a big difference in how the bands proceed, and especially if you're playing an outdoor gig, you know? You need horsepower you need amplification you know because that pa that you have inside that you know uh, you crank it up to six or seven and it's filling the room and it's fat you bring it outside it sounds like an am radio right <clears throat> you know you just don't have the headroom you need big big speakers and big power yeah um just, that's just one one thing and you know it gets back to everything we always talk about chops and you know, when you're not playing, still rehearsing, still practicing, still singing, still playing. Right. Uh, you know, just working so that when the time does come to play, you're you're prepared and you're like you just played yesterday. You know. Yeah. yeah. I I mean, th- there's all these factors, of course, but you know, th- I really want to put an emphasis on promoting and um, because I see it every day about like how people just don't know the proper way to market their band. Every day, um, you know, dozens of times a day in the in the Carbon Central Group. Um, and, but then on the, on the, on the flip side, there's bands I know where I'm friends with everybody in the band and when they're playing, I know it, 
You know, there's I'm seeing posts right. from everybody in the band across my newsfeed, and they're the bands that are doing the best. So you know, that's like two and two together. Hello, <laughs> the, these guys are just doing the right things, and they're having success. And that's one of the. Th it should be a fundamental thing. I mean, if I had a band and it was my band, I would just make it mandatory. You, you all have to be on Facebook, and you you all have to pr promote this band, because it's. I mean. Because I can compare it to the days, you know, 20, 25 years ago where we didn't have the Internet. We had to make postcards and flyers and, and put, you know, mailing lists and pay money to print up designs and, and for stamps. And it was very time consuming. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like when you're young and you're passionate about it, right? But there's, you but make, there's people you that are age. Take, you know, the ad and stepping out and, yeah. you know word of mouth and you're calling people up and even before like I said email and stuff like that you know you're hanging up flyers you know and you were you're were, you were getting people to the show and now today it's easier than ever to, to do the same thing with with you know a, a minimal amount of effort and like to your point people just don't do it it's easier it's free and it, it's more effective yeah way more effective because your reach is you know a hundred times what it could have been yeah and it's what it used to be you know and people don't do it and it's I don't know if it's a generation thing because I think that's part of it. I think our age demographic, a lot of that that demographic is not computer savvy or not internet savvy. Um, they just didn't take the time when it came around. Um, so they, they think it's maybe more complicated than it actually is. Um, or I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I just, it drives me nuts. <laughs> it's like, come on, like, can't you see how easy this is and how effective it is for you um i don't like i i've run out of answers to to, to solve the problem for people promoting their gigs in the group i just all i do is delete them i just delete them but people are trying to market their band on a page an international page of fifty thousand people that is not your audience right you know, you're you're selling ice cubes to an Eskimo. Like you said, you need to know your target audience. You need to know the best way, most effective way to get the the, the information to them, right? Whatever platform it may be, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and then execute on it. Like you said, you need to set up the strategy. Once it's set up, it's just a matter of, you know, putting the content up and, and sharing it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and collecting content, knowing what kind of content, making it consistent. Even when you're not playing, you need to keep um, you, you people aware of you. So you put up videos, you put up pictures, you, you uh, put up posts about it's somebody's birthday or one year ago we played this place or, uh, you know, stories. Um, like you could play one gig and get enough material from that one experience to cover posts for weeks. You know, take just take pictures of candid pictures of people in the band, pictures of the crowd, take video, take backstage stuff, do little, you know, behind the scenes interviews for a minute. Um, you know, there's so many things you could do in just in one night, in one gig and and then take that material and just dribble it out to people. You know, give them some, give them something every day, give them something new every day. And that keeps the awareness in, in the public eye. And then people share that stuff. And that's how you build your following. You know, you put a, a, a quick funny video of an uh, interview with you on there and it gets people laughing. They're going to share it. This is my friend, Tony, from this band. And check this out. It's funny. And then right. that person will share it and that person will share it and so on and so on. That's how you build it. And you need to build an internet audience. It, like, if you haven't started that already, 
um, you're you're way behind. <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah, no doubt. And like you said, I think it comes down to also the time, right? Everyone gets busy as you get older. You got more responsibility. You got more more, sure. more things that you have to focus on. But again, if it's something that's important to you, you'll you know you'll make the time for it, right? Yes. It's not, never. I got to find the time. You got to make the time. So it's like anything else. You know, if you if you really want to do something, you'll find a way to make the time to get it in. You know, if you really want to practice, you'll, you'll make the time. If you really want to exercise, you'll make the time. You know, if you're dedicated and passionate about doing something, you'll make the time. You'll figure it out because it's something that's important to you. You know, without that passion um, and drive, to, you know, to, to fuel that passion, to, to want to do something, you'll never find the time to do it. Yeah. You know, and you know, as well as I do, how quickly time goes by. It's almost February already, you know, into the new year. And it's going to be summertime before you know it. Yeah, I, I think a, a, an important part for me in selling this idea, too, is showing the results of the work. And, and I've done it with featuring other bands, but not everybody reads those articles. There's got to be a simpler way to show people the results of this work. You do this stuff, and this is the result. And it's kind of like, you know, just trying to sell a gym membership, you know, on, on TV or You'll see the guy that it's this way, and then the, the before and after. Um, so something like along those lines. <laughs> um, y y you know, like yeah, you said it, people have to know that it's important. You're saying like it has to be important to you, and that's correct. But people have to know it's important and know why it's important, um, and the difference it can make, and the ease, right. the ease of it. It really is easy. It's easy, dude. What, like anybody could yeah. do this. Yeah, I, but I think also people are intimidated, like you said, you know, if you're not of a generation or you're not technically savvy and right. you don't learn it, you know, you're intimidated by it. So you never really dig in to understand how it works. Where, like you said, if you spent, you know, even if it, even if it took 40 hours to master how to do it, you know, you got to start, you know, with the first minute of at least understanding it right and like anything else you take small little bites small little steps right and then before you know it you understand it once you understand it you won't be afraid of it anymore you know we always fear things that we don't know about right or we're not comfortable with that we know enough about it so we shy away from it but once you learn it and if you knew it you know you could have the ability to master it and and you know use it and manipulate it to be effective yes it's good to like, have this challenge though you know, yeah. I, I think that's what is making CBC successful too, is because it's it's going to keep seeping into other people slowly to do this stuff. You know, the, the, these topics come up that are repeat topics that are the main things that people always want to talk about, um, and it's new to every like something that's very old for a lot of people or is still like new for a lot of people too. So. Right, but there's another ebook for the library. So when the ebook comes out on how to market your band, right, oh, and yeah. use social media effectively, that'll be the next big seller. That really is the next thing I need to focus on for sure. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. I got to put. I talk about it enough. I got to put it in writing. Um, well, yeah. I think it's a viable, you know, topic because I think a lot of people struggle with it, and I think that if they had a strategy and a, a real clear plan on how to execute on it, and it was just a matter of follow these steps and you'll be successful, you know. Yeah, I mean, it I takes the mystery out of it. You know, I think people want to do it, but they just don't know how or where to start. Yeah, and I talk about it in the book, but I don't. I talk about it as a point, but I don't dig deep into it. But I right. do talk about that. That is one of the aspects of uh, 
of being successful, sure. Um, I, I, I could run really like a whole course on that for people, and maybe I will, maybe I should. I want, let me see if there's people that are interested in that. The people, like people that really do have the interest, but they just need that little push to say, here, I'm gonna walk you through it and show you how easy it is and show you exactly what to do. Right, this is how to effectively market your band on social media to promote it yeah. all the time. All I, the things you said. Yeah, I bet there's a lot of people out there that would, would welcome that. Enough people. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people doing it, too, that you could get solicit feedback from, you know, put out an open forum and say, what are some of the, you know, strategies you, you use that are successful for your band? Yeah, I've, I'm sure I've asked that question before, but it's a good one to ask again. Um, you know, because collectively there's, 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 there's lots of bands doing it. Like you said, there's tons of people already doing it. Yeah, So, but I know enough about it where I could teach the fundamentals of this. For sure. Sure. Um, that's something I should do. So much to do. I got an I idea for an app now. Because um, I asked the question yesterday in the group, like, what's a good idea for an app for you guys? And a bunch of ideas came, some being funny. Um, but a couple of good ideas. And I kind of combined two ideas into one that I think is going to be excellent if I can get this done. So I started investigating how to get an app developed. Um, and it turns out it's not going to be very easy or cheap. <laughs> um, Nothing's easy, Steve. Yes. Um, and that's okay. I, I like the challenge, but I think the idea is strong enough that I'm going to really pursue it aggressively and try to get this done. Um, um, it will, I don't want to tell you what it is because I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it, but I don't want anybody to steal my idea <laughs> either. Um, yeah, no, don't risk it because people want to steal it. But it's it's one that would be a win-win for musicians and music fans. That's all I'll say. Win-win. And, and for me, a win-win-win be a win for me, too. Um, so, so, yeah, that's a little teaser of that. But I already asked, I went in my personal Facebook today and asked anybody, if anybody knows about app developing, and I got a couple of responses, so I'm going to follow up on those. And see where that goes. Um, but again, you don't necessarily research exactly how to do it and take it all on yourself. If you can right. have the idea and you find someone who's already doing it, you know, you save yourself a bunch of time, right? Delegate it to them and pay some money and have them develop it and, and give you the finished product and then you're, you're off and running. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm certainly not going to learn how to do coding and stuff. That's, that would take, <laughs> right. you know, I, yeah, I want somebody who knows how to do all that stuff. I know what I want it, how I want it to function. Um, and I know, know the things that are necessary to make it happen. So I just need to make it happen. Um, but it, oh, it'll be great, dude. I can already feel it. It's going to be huge. It's going to be the next big thing. Zuckerberg's going to perk up and be like, Ooh, I need to buy this app for $500 million. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll throw my own fire festival. That's right. That's my own fire fest. My own scam fest. Yes. Except it won't be a scam. And I'll hire better bands. There you go. I want better cheese. Yeah. I wonder if that app is still, that fire app is still active. Probably not. You have imported cheese and fancy bread. There you go. And dry mattresses and pillows. Yes. Very important. Yes. Um, so, uh, 
Yeah. Good stuff. So we've covered like what not to do. Don't scam <laughs> people. Don't have festivals that don't exist and stay out of jail. Learn how to market your band. Do the right thing. Be positive. Get all your members on band on Facebook. Social media is super important. It is. Yes. It's not good that the Saints lost. And, you know, hopefully you don't work for the government and you have a job. Yes. Covered a lot of ground in we uh, did. 45 we, minutes. Yeah, we still got 15 minutes. So how are you feeling? How's your shoulder? Shoulder's feeling great, dude. I'm doing fantastic. Like I said, I'm fully recovering. Everyone's very happy. I'm diligent with my exercises. And again, like you said, you know, it's interesting, like the um, physical therapist said to me, he's like, you know, uh, we see a lot of people and it really shows that, you know, you do your exercise every day and you're dedicated to your, you know, recovery because you're making tremendous progress and um, you're, you know, you're not in a rush and you're reaping the benefits of it and you're seeing that, you know, your mobility is getting back, your strength is getting back. It doesn't really, you know, doesn't really hurt so much anymore. I have a lot more, you know, range of motion. Uh, it's, it's, it's good. It's all good stuff. And uh, tomorrow's my birthday, so I'm ultra excited. Yeah. Happy birthday. I wish I had a happy birthday theme to play, and I don't. Wow. See, that's another reason to be on Facebook, so I know when your birthday is. There you go. That's a great thing about Facebook is knowing people's birthday. Wishing them, and especially when it's your birthday. You get flooded with birthday messages. It's so cool. There you go. That was nice. Happy birthday. But yeah, no, all's good, man. Like I said, um, shoulder's doing good. Everything's going as per schedule. I'm only about 30% healed, so I still have, you know, many months ahead of me. But I'm able to drum. I'm able to play. i got some strength back in it. And um, just doing what they're telling me, being diligent about it, and making the time to do it every day. So do you you know, it takes probably 25 minutes to do all the exercises effectively, you know? So I do them early in the morning before I go to work, before I get in the shower and stuff. That's great. Your body is a machine. You must take care of it as such. It is. And it is amazing how your body, um, when given the time and the right um, attention, heals itself very, very efficiently and effectively. Pretty cool. Yeah, man. Um, it's amazing. It's it's a miracle, actually. You know, it is, and it's really cool too that we have talented people like surgeons, you know, that can go in there and do these operations on your body, you know, which they take for granted or to do every day, and it becomes routine to them as well, you know. But to us non-surgeons, it's very, uh, it's incredible that they can go in and repair, and then your body, you know, then uh, assimilates the repair and finishes the job and then makes it whole again and is strong and grows itself back together again. It's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, life is pretty amazing, dude. Like, I've been, like, since mom died, been getting really deeper into trying to understand everything. <laughs> you know? Like, like <laughs> yeah. When I, and, and I started watching some uh, uh, near-death experience videos on YouTube. Right. People that died and then came back. And I watched a bunch of them. And it's interesting how they all are, have this consistent um, feel. And they, you know, um, you know, similar things happen to people. You know, there's variances. But yeah. um, it just really co- confirms to me what I believe already, which is life is eternal. Um, so, <coughs> you know, that, that gives me comfort with losing mom, too. Um, 
and just with my own mortality and and really like i was sitting there watching that stuff last night and really just made me appreciate what my experience is what my life is what i do um you know and and everything you know the the playing music the 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 cover band central stuff the doing this podcast the, everything that i do now in my life is stuff that i love to do and that's like a lot of people don't get to that point ever in life you know right yeah like i said be you know be appreciative of what you have because a lot of people will never have it yeah and it, the the theme from everybody is it's just all about love it's about love it's about abandoning fear letting go there's really nothing real to be afraid of so whatever it is your goal is whatever you're burning inside your burning desire is that your heart tells you to do if it's music related or whatever it is you just do it just do it with reckless abandon do it don't be afraid and you know get the right tools talk to the right people hang around with the right people um and uh and you can yeah because that's what life wants for us not to be not to be uh, competing with each other or scamming each other or <coughs> just, you know just to be enjoying the experience man that's what it's all yeah, about yeah and be free to express and create and, and like i said be you know throw cast aside the shackles of fear of failure or not you know being good enough or like you said you know being accepted for what you want to do or being ridiculed i mean you know that, that was one pretty cool thing about um that queen movie you know they had a vision and freddie had a vision of what he wanted and he wasn't afraid to back down to anybody you know and even at one point with the record company when they're you know they 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 said you know we need an album of hits and we need this and they they write the night of the opera album and, and you know has bohemian rhapsody on a bunch of other songs and the guy says that we're not playing this you know that's not the single and my best, you know, best friend is going to be the single off the record, and that's it. And he says, "We're not doing that." And if you don't like it, and he says, "Then you know, you can go somewhere else." And he said, "Well, we're going to go someplace else, and you'll be known as the guy that lost the the biggest rock band of uh, that the world's ever going to see." And the guy was like, "Yeah, yeah, you know." And they kind of had a blowout, and he, they left the label, and they went to a different label, and then they really, you know, and Freddie actually went on like independent radio stations by himself with the album and said, you know, you, we want you to play this and, you know, we're independent right now and we're looking to get a deal and, you know, our label won't play it and you, you'll be the first to debut it, you know? And then it, same thing, it had all skating reviews by critics and they said it was garbage and it wasn't, you know, it was worthless stuff and it was like all negative stuff, you know? And then as soon as they started, you know, they were on tour and they started playing it, you know, the crowd started going crazy and everyone loved it and then it took, you know, it was huge after that. But they believed in it, you know, and they weren't afraid to do it. What's uh, do you, what year was that released? Do you know, it's early seventies, right, or mid seventies? Um, yeah, it might have been like mid to late seventies at that point. I'm not sure what year that album came out, but right. it was, you know, it, it was it was into their career, you know, a couple of albums already at that point. That's right, the opera, right? That was the album. Yeah. Huh. Let's see what year it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, even doesn't really matter what yours. Uh, yeah, seventy five. No, they, they, they believe in it. Yeah, that's I mean. that's the point. Yeah, and especially then, like a song like that. Yeah, it was that was probably a really really tough sell. But yeah, that goes. It says a lot that they believed in that so strongly, and. Uh, yeah. But you just gotta love like 
the guy who portrays Freddie Mercury in the movie, you know, and he doesn't really like her, you know, portrayal of him, but just the way that he approached life, you know, and the way he approached the music and, and, and was just, you know, so confident and overbearing and not afraid of, of anyone or anything or, or people judging him. You know what I mean? He was just who he was and this is me and you're going to, you're going to dig it, you know, and there's a great scene when he first joins the band and they go into the club and, people are like what's up with this guy you know but then he instantly wins them over because he's just such a great performer and so unique in what you know what his abilities and what he did yeah when you believe in something people can tell him right away oh yeah because you own it and you're you know you're you're not cautious you're not hesitant and you're just you know you're going full speed ahead good bad or indifferent yeah and the opposite too. If you don't believe in something, people can tell right away too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so why not just believe in it, right? Why, you know, I I think fear stops a lot of people, but fear is an illusion, folks. It ain't real. False events appearing real. Fear. Mm-hmm. Live now. Do now. Be now. Play now. Make a difference now. Share something with people now. They, they, they're, you cannot diminish the impact that, ev- that you have as a human being, as a musician, that you have on other people. That, that things, that it's, it's love. It's spreading the, the right thing to people. And it's, it's not fleeting. It's, it's eternal. You know, you play a song for a crowd, and they're dancing, they're having fun, they're laughing, they're having a good time, they're forgetting their troubles. That's eternal. For one, that moment for you is just that moment, but it really isn't. It's 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 ev- all. It's everything. And you know, you put that kind of passion and care and love into your your craft. You can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. No, definitely not. You know, so believe and you will achieve. Yeah, and just learn the right things to do. Learn the right steps. It's like walking, and it's easy to do. It's you just uh, got to know what to do, and you have to, like you said, you got to care, and you got to want it. Got to want it. Why wouldn't you want it? <laughs> and you got to be clear with your intent of what you want, right? You can't be wishy-washy about sure. it. Sure. The passion and the drive and the focus, right, to get it, to, you know, uh, to accomplish what it is that you want to 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 do. But you need a clear path, and you need, you know, the energy to be flowing in that direction, and fear is a blockade right that instantly puts the brakes on things so you need to break through that barrier and just you know and leave it up to what is going to be based on how you you know um approach it and like you said your level of passion commitment and drive to get it done yes do it you know and confident be confident in your abilities and and believe that you it's going to happen yeah and yeah, self-awareness is key too. If you're if you're fearing something, ask yourself what what am I really fearing? What 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 could possibly go wrong? What could is the worst case scenario here? And it you know is that really even real? You know, play, just play, do it, do it for the love of it. Play, you know, not just music, but play in life, right? Right. Don't look at it as work. Look at it as play. Look at everything as play. Mm. Right, and that's, then your perspective on a lot of things changes. Yeah, that's why I like to say I'm. I get to play tonight. I'm going to play tonight. 
Right, because you play in a band. You don't work in a band. Yeah, you don't say that when you're going to your office job. Like, I'm going to play tonight. <laughs> I'm going to play today. I'm getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning to go play today. Right, people don't say, what do you do for play? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe right. it should be that way. It should be that way. It should. Yes. All right. We're wrapping this up here. CBC Wisdom Hour, number 48. No dropouts. No dropouts, man. We're on, we're on a roll here. Two weeks in a row. Chonk had his fingers crossed at the beginning of this, so I think that we owe Chonk the credit for that, <laughs> for no dropouts. Thanks, Chonk. Yes. Um, CoverBandCentral.com, sign up for a free profile for you or your band or both. It was. It is free. It will always be free. Um, get the book, Cover Band Riches. It is available on the website. Uh, it's an e-book. Once you get it, you can read it right away. Download it to your tablet, your phone, your computer, your iPad. Your watch, I don't know. Um, and the Facebook page is facebook.com slash coveredbandcentral and the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash coveredbandcentral. That's it. See you next week, peeps. See you next week. Everybody be safe. Have fun and play, play, play. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.